0: Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature.
1: Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,
0: Hi, you're listening to the DPC podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things Dead Parent, the good, the bad and the banter, hosted by the best bingo caller in the world, Sam. And Kat. (laughs) Speaking of bingo calling, Sam's just let me know that she's thinking of going on a cruise ship to be a bingo caller, which... (laughs) I think it's going to be a brilliant career choice for her.
1: <laughs> I think this is going to be phenomenal. If anyone has any connections in the bingo calling industry, let me know. Oh
0: my gosh. I can just imagine you. When you come back, you can set up your own bingo hall wherever you end up.
1: Honestly, I've just been speaking to Toby as well and saying, um, just been speaking to my sister, and I was like, right, when are you going to open your own gym then? I was like, we can have a... Gym a birthday. gym of the day big
0: in a big bingo hall night? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, my God. What are you saying? I think this could happen. That would be, be great
0: for everybody's hopes and
1: dreams, though. <laughs> Wouldn't it? I think, think you'll be really
0: happy. <laughs> yeah. Your mum would just be like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> She'd be loving it. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, because Toby, Toby's reasoning as well. She was like, well, You've got a master's degree, so you'd be good at numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so applicable. <laughs> yes. So that would be that would be one milestone, eh?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, hundred percent. Today we are talking about milestones. So a few months ago, we asked people on Instagram what they want us to talk about, and one of the answers was how to deal with grief. At milestones,
1: tired to be with grief. Full stop.
0: Uh, boy. <laughs> I wish we had the answer to that question. <laughs> um, um. So milestones can be anything from their one-year death anniversary to your birthday, to your graduation and getting a new job, and basically, there's there's so many of them throughout the year and I think there are always times when we reflect and it can be really painful so yeah we're gonna talk about that.
1: Yeah so what I love about us having the opportunity to talk about this as well in terms of milestones is that usually when people refer to milestones it's stuff like your wedding day and having kids and like Yes, they are going to be huge milestones to deal with, and we'll talk about them a bit. But our there's less, um, what are they called? Like, less, I suppose, like, less like mainstream, mainstream, less mainstream, like, milestones. We're talking about the indie
0: milestones,
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're talking about the hipster kind of grief, not like mainstream kind of grief. Um. So like your twenty first birthday, your graduation, like getting your first job out of uni, like
0: yeah, all
1: that stuff. Like your parents' fiftieth birthday.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's literally, I think over the last couple of years since you and I have met each other, there have been so many milestones mm-hmm. that we can talk about. So yeah, I think maybe our first one. Could probably be our 21st birthdays because both of us had our 21st birthdays very soon after the death of the parent.
1: I can remember it so well. Your 21st, can you? Hmm. So, because my dad died in the December mm. and my birthday's in February. So it was and it was also my younger sister, Toby, it was her 18th birthday in the January so dad died 20th of december and toby turned 18 on the 18th of january um so that still was obviously like a a crazy time so there was no yeah. there. so my for my 21st i did i'd kind of decided like i didn't want to celebrate i was like what's the point in celebrating <laughs> like i was still obviously it was like less than two months after my dad had died yeah. Um, all I was doing was crying on nights out. You're like, life is shit. What's the point of me celebrating still being alive? <laughs> no, I was like, what's the point of celebrating this milestone? My dad's not even here for my 21st birthday. Mm. So, that, like, I was like, yeah, that was such a non, a non birthday. And I was so, like, and I was really, I was kind of being a bit spoiled about it as well. Cause I, was I mean it's literally such a privileged thing to moan about like oh my god I don't get my dad's not going to be here for my 21st birthday or whatever like people have it so much worse off but I can just remember a significant thing and then when it was my 21st the year no 22nd sorry the year after um I was so determined to make that a big celebration because I was
2: literally.
1: Yes, I was literally saying to everyone, "I didn't have a twenty-first birthday last year, so this is basically my twenty-first birthday." So um, I was like, "We turn twenty-one again."
0: What did you do on your actual birthday? Then I'm guessing you were in Newark.
1: Uh what the first year? Mm. No, I was in Lancaster. Where? Actually, didn't celebrate anything. My um, so my mom's not a big. I think I have said this before. Mum doesn't celebrate anything anyway, so no. birthdays for her, she's like, oh, it's just another day. Um, so when it was my, yeah, was my twenty first? I literally didn't. It was kind of like it came and went. But I tell you what, I do actually remember. I don't. What I do remember is when I was when it was coming up to my twenty second birthday, and I was saying to everyone, oh. I didn't have a good birthday last year because my dad just died. I remember I actually sat one day and I actually thought back and was like, oh, no, it actually was good. I think I actually did go out. Um, yeah, you would have gone 100%. Yeah, because I was at uni, so
0: I would have gone out. I was invited to that, actually, I think, you know, because we... um. i tell you what I did.
1: I've just remembered. It was the ba- basement party. The basement, yeah, exactly. So I had this perception that it was, like, the shittest day ever. But actually, I did actually have a celebration.
0: Yeah, that was a good night, that, actually. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh, God, I can actually, I'm remembering more and more now. (laughs) Uh,
0: And we, in the JCR, we got you a Pandora charm for your
1: bracelet, and it was the lion. Yes. Yes. See, this is the thing. Like, I actually remember having all these revelations on my 22nd birthday and thinking, actually, it wasn't that bad. yeah just clouded yeah exactly
0: I think it's one of those things that you really really just don't appreciate in the moment because on that day you're just so obsessed with the fact that your dad isn't there and you feel like crap but in reality all these good things happen around you but you don't notice them
1: yeah or maybe I think for me maybe it's even like a making trying to make subconsciously like feeling sorry for myself and making people around feel sorry for myself by pretending that I had this story of Having a shit twenty first birthday when actually it was actually really fun. Yeah,
2: God, so our, my, our minds
1: are so weird, like God, aren't they? So yours, we
0: were. Oh, it was at your house. It was at my house. So, but that wasn't my actual twenty first day. So, I had the party the weekend before. Um, yeah, all you guys were there, weren't they? So that would have been that. Yeah. That and yeah, it was fun. To be fair, I had loads of people over. The the one thing I rem- remember the most is my next door neighbour. She bakes cakes, and they are amazing cakes. Oh my <laughs> that god. chocolate cake. Oh, oh my god! And um, oh. and I remember she she'd come over to my house like the day before to drop it off, and my dad had, had done it with her, and. I opened the cake and it was just photos, fo- or oh, like photos, all over it of like me and my mom and I- family photos and stuff. And I literally just burst out crying. I was like, oh.
1: "I think I was there when she brought the cake round."
0: I don't know. You may have been. Yeah. I don't. I like. I just couldn't control it. I just cried straight away because I was like, "Oh goodness, can't deal." Oh. Like, I think when you're hosting a party, your mind's kind of elsewhere you don't really think about it mm-hmm. um, and that that part it was great I had a great time and I think it didn't hit me as much then because it wasn't my actual birthday yeah and I was surrounded by loads of friends and family and it was fun but then I didn't actually have any plans on my birthday I remember I woke up at home and I was really sad cried in the morning and then me and my dad went somewhere for the afternoon but one of my friends actually Emma bless her heart took the day off work and took me to a spa in the afternoon which was really nice we had like a little spa afternoon but then yeah I got home at like five o'clock and I just had no plans and I remember just spent my whole evening sleeping and crying in my bed
1: yeah because it would have been like the uni holidays as well
0: yeah yeah so it's me you know how you mentioned the fact that you sound spoiled because you're like in your own grief and you, you're ungrateful for what you actually do have yeah. because you're so about what you don't have so that's something that I still really struggle with so I was a massive bitch on my 23rd birthday this year
2: <laughs> <laughs> like I was 12
0: um basically it turned 12 at home and I literally spent the whole night crying. I don't think I got to sleep until about four in the morning. Like, full-on soul crying. Like, the depths of despair about my mum. Like, really sad. Oh, L- kept listening to voicemails that I've got of her singing happy birthday to me over and
1: over again. Oh, that classic, like, I feel really sad. So I'm just going to make myself feel sad.
0: Literally, it was just so Um oh Then I went God, into work. So her- I
1: literally have got visions. Yeah. Like, it literally... <laughs> I literally imagine it like a scene out of a film. It was. It was. It was like the
0: saddest thing you'd ever think of. But it was awful. Um, so obviously, then I woke up and I was haunted. in the worst mood ever. But I went into work and they were so good. They made such a big deal out of me. Like they'd put like like decorations on my desk oh and balloons.
1: Yes yeah
0: song happy birthday people got me presents and it was so kind of them because like my dad is shit at birthdays like shit (laughs) um so that was dead nice but then yeah my dad picked me up and drove me to um my cousin's house in kind of near shropshire way ish but I was just really ungrateful. Like yeah. I, I cried, I cried the whole entire meal. Didn't really talk to anybody. Just oh. f- I was basically just consumed in, in my own grief to acknowledge the fact that people had made an effort to meet up for a meal on my birthday.
1: Yeah. Why, so why? Why would that? What should have what
0: it? been you know, What should have been a nice meal with my family and stuff just turned into a pity party for cat because I just cried and cried
1: and cried. May I mean. I feel so guilty at the fact that I always the first thought that comes to my mind is that oh, I must have had a shit birthday because my dad had just died, and maybe mm. that's just because I'm like, maybe that's what I used to tell everyone so that they didn't think that I was like weird for being happy after my dad died.
0: Maybe, but that's another. That's one of the things we can talk about. Like, you're you're allowed to be grateful and be happy on those yeah. days.
1: So why do you think that you? What was it that you were the saddest about on your birthday? I think
0: I I just fully let the grief consume me on that day. Like I just I think because my dad's not very good at birthdays, and because my mum was always Mm -hmm. the one that got me a birthday card and got me a gift and like made it a bit more of a deal. I was just like life's so unfair because my birthdays are shit now because my mum's dead.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this day used to be all about me yeah damn it it's still all about me but i i'm sad about it
0: yeah literally like, i was such a bitch and so ungrateful that day and it, it really annoys me and if that had been my last birthday like it would have sucked because i was <laughs> so <laughs> i was so rubbish to be around so and when did
1: you realize uh, that you were being a bitch
0: probably a few months later yeah I was looking back and I was like, oh, God, what a cow.
1: That's it. You don't realise till you look back. You're like, wow. No.
0: One of the things you've got to remember, though, as well, is that people forgive you for being like that on those days. Mm-hmm. I think no matter how you act, like, at the end of the day, it is your kind of be a bitch free card.
1: Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And I do think the most important thing is that you – but I do think it's important that you know that you are being yeah. like that. Like if you are being like that and you don't realize, and everyone around you is like, "Oh, it's fine. She's just being like that." But if you don't acknowledge that, that's that that's like, you know, not standard behavior.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we talk about that imaginary DPC pass card. That's definitely one of the days oh my to God, use yeah. it. Yeah,
1: pulling out a dead parent card on those days. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, birthdays are a big one. I also, I got really sad around my birthday this year because was my 25th birthday this year. That felt very significant because 25 just feels like a, a big year because all of a sudden you're in your late 20s. You're not a kid anymore. No. And it made me realise, like, I don't know, it just, I hadn't been really that emotional around a birthday probably since my 21st. Um, And I think it was just because it is such a, like, milestone age in that you're supposed to be, like, you're... you're, I am, like, actually, like, figuring my shit out now or trying to figure my shit out. Like, when it was my 21st birthday, I was still going through the motions of uni. Like, still just, like, you know, doing what I need to do to get through uni. And now I'm like, gosh, I really could do with... My dad, now because I'm 25 and I need help figuring this shit out. Yeah, figuring out what life is. Yeah. And I was like, and look at all the, everything that I've done in the past four years. God, I wish I could, I wish I could tell him.
0: Yeah. It is one of those things I think birthdays really do just bring you back down to earth because it's such a, it's meant to be such a big celebration, but you just can't help but think about that person that isn't there. Exactly, yeah. Do you do anything on your birthday? Like, I don't know, do, do you like look at photos or anything?
1: Like grief wise. Yeah. I did this year. I did this year because like literally because I was laid there in bed thinking I am about to turn twenty. So I've always been nervous about getting older. Um, like for example, I cried on my twentieth birthday and this was in, even when my dad was alive and I was at the Sugar House at Lancaster and everyone knew how upset I was about turning 20 and the DJ just kept playing Not 19 Forever <laughs> and um, giving me shout-outs. it <laughs> so was literally crying behind the bar. <laughs> so ridiculous. So, I did this year and I started looking back at pictures. And I think the older you get as well, you see more pictures of your parent at that age. Yeah. And you're like, shit, I'm getting. So, one day I'm. And like the thing that you said to me before is like, when that you're terrified of getting to the point where you've lived longer yeah. like without your mom than you have with, with them. Mm. It
0: scares the pants off me, that does.
1: It's <laughs> the pants of <on> me.
0: <laughs> it's a weird one, is it? I'm making a promise, promise to myself this year that I, I'm, I'm gonna let myself like listen to the voicemails that I've got of my mom singing Happy Birthday to me. But yeah. I'm gonna have a cry, but I'm not gonna let it consume the whole day, and I'm gonna try and like you know just be a bit more grateful and mm. aware of what I'm doing, and just try and plan something that's gonna be like fun or whatever. Yeah. I'm actually going to be you know present for it and not let my mind take
1: me into the depths of despair <laughs> yeah I know what you mean about being grateful now this is just another note on the birthday from this year like I on my actual birthday this year um I just went I was like Do you know what I just want to go to CrossFit went to CrossFit went to yoga um and then we were, staying, we were all staying, having like a sleepover around our mate's house, because that's Aww. what you do when you're 25 years old. Um, but we were going to that daybreaker sober dance thing in the morning. I rocked up at my friend's house and they had decorated the whole, like, downstairs and they'd cooked, like, fajitas. And they brought me presents and made me a birthday ice cream cake. And before even any of that happened, when they gave me the card, I literally just started crying. <laughs> They were like, what? And I was like, this I, what have I done to deserve this amount of love? Aww. I am so far away from home. Like, and this is this is the most loved I've felt on a birthday like ever. And I got I just got very, very emotional. Oh. So nice. Yeah. yeah, so friends do nice stuff for your friends on birthdays.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Never know how much it might affect them.
1: So what's the the next big milestone for you then after your 21st birthday? Would it have been graduation?
0: Yeah, I would think so. Took me a while but got there in the end. Graduation was just... Oh, that was such a great day.
1: Yeah, wasn't it? Graduation for me, honestly, was the best day of my entire life. I, I loved
0: it. Loved it so much. Loved yours and loved mine. Like, it was brilliant.
1: I've never been happier than than those days like I just I can literally remember saying to my family like this is I just felt pure joy from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep I just don't I don't at all remember being sad no like I definitely shed a tear because classic like everyone would say oh your dad your dad would be so proud so I defo shed a tear but it, I was it was just more pure joy like I was surrounded by I was so so lucky that my um so my mum came so I was very very lucky that I had um a parent there my nan came my auntie came and also my um best friend from childhood Hannah came and it was literally just I felt so loved but like, even though none of my sisters accepted the invitation to come
2: <laughs> um,
1: and then I had like you and Kate there and obviously everyone else that was graduating as well and I just was like could this day get and the sun was shining so
0: good
1: I felt peng in my dress
0: <laughs> oh it was just the best like when we went out and stuff oh it was yeah that's one of those funny things you think Leading up to it, but were you nervous leading up to it? Do you think you were going to find it really difficult?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I was like, I thought I'd be that per- I thought I'd just be like ugly crying walking across the stage.
0: <laughs> Never mind falling over. It's like, my dad's dead.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. Imagine if they were like on the stage, Sam Vidler, and just go, <laughs> The thing
0: is, though, what I've started to think about now is that the amount of people in that hall that were missing somebody that they loved that day.
1: Yeah. Oh. Let me tell you, in the lead up to that, I was getting so annoyed. Um I think I've said this a couple of times before, but there was a girl that I lived with and um she would get so pissed off or she was getting so upset that her um parents didn't want to sit next to each other at her graduation. Mm. I was like you want to stop right there. At least you have both parents coming to your graduation. Yeah. Like I found that difficult in the run up to it. Being like people that were complaining that you know like that, that their great grandma couldn't get a ticket or something. <laughs> I was like, Come on.
0: Yeah. Some like people were so lucky we didn't realize it, but also you know, there might people that would have been exactly like us. We're missing somebody that they love. Yeah. At the end of the day, we didn't know all the DPC members, did we?
1: <laughs> no, true. I actually don't. I'll be honest, I don't think I. I mean, I might have done, but at this moment, I can't remember thinking, oh, I wonder how everyone else. With oh, my I parents didn't. Right now.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't at the time. No, not at all.
1: Just consumed with how great I thought I was. Wow.
0: (laughs) Literally. Yeah, I loved graduation. And I literally, I can't believe how lucky I was that I had my dad, my auntie, both my brothers, my brother's wife, my cousin. And then I come out of my ceremony and you, Amy and Laura, there with a sign. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That was just like the best. Thing, and- that was
1: literally the best. So we all surprised Catherine on her graduation. We all told her we couldn't make it and we're secretly scheming behind her back to be there because she'd been there for our graduation. Um, So we, we wanted to be there and we, we watched the ceremony. Ooh. We couldn't get tickets into the ceremony because that's what you did as well for me. You and Kate both oh, went. tickets yeah. to get- come into the ceremony yeah we were lucky and, there;
0: there uh, was some uh, spare on the day so
1: yeah and just having that extra those two extra voices in there like <laughs> whooping and cheering you are. so we went and watched in like one of the lecture halls and we bumped into your family yeah we did yeah oh and then we came and we made <laughs> the girls made a banner and we came and surprised you oh that was literally the best I can just literally remember you just falling to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we've nailed it. We've absolutely <laughs> nailed
0: it. I <laughs> did nail it so much. That's the best thing that anybody has ever done for me in my life. Like, oh my oh. god, having everybody there was amazing. And I w- I was dreading it like before my graduation, I was like, this stage isn't going to be the same. I'm going to be so upset. Like, the person that I want to be there isn't going to be there. But there were just so many people there that I've got so much love for. And yeah it was amazing the food and the drinks and the weather and the graduation and then the night out like it just I don't know all of it was just perfect
1: yeah but I, th- I think it, I wonder if though that must be and I wonder how everyone else feels in their graduation like I wonder if if my dad hadn't have died would I have felt so much joy on that day I probably don't I didn't think so because I would have just been like oh look one dad here." like obviously I would have been happy but I was so so grateful for all the other members of my family yeah. that came and friends and oh, I, I don't think it's the support that I think like, you wouldn't
0: get that level of support if that person was alive because people know that yeah. you've, you've got you've got what you need from your parents.
1: Exactly. That is a DPC privilege. Yeah, it is. It's special graduation day.
0: Yeah. Like people re- like you people really do show how much they care about you when you've got a
1: dead parent. Yeah. I think as well because there was that extra like wow, you've you've done it. You managed to make it through uni even when at times you thought you were going to quit. Yeah. And here you are. You made it till the end. I like that just in itself just made it so much more fulfilling I think (laughs) I think the fact that I actually graduated with
0: a dead parent
1: all of it yeah exactly after wanting to drop out and Mm. you know all these things when you actually make it through to the end it makes it so much more just so much more special and Yeah. yeah
0: I think about that sometimes like sometimes when I'm driving I think about the fact that like I have to kind of remind myself that the fact that I got through uni and my mum died whilst I was at uni is pretty epic like mm-hmm. I, oh, I often forget how major that is and I just think oh yeah I got a degree but no like I got a, I got a degree and my mum died and it's one of those pinnacle times of your life as well so I think sometimes you have to be conscious of all of the things that you've actually managed to achieve
1: yeah I forget I forget that we did that
0: yeah so do I because it's just part of our like norm normal, like normality you know
1: yeah the further away you get from it the the further away I get from it the further away it is just that I graduated and I can remember actually saying I think me and you both have spoke about this like when we've said in like graduate job interviews like look yeah I graduated but I also did this whilst my parent was dying.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which is mega.
1: So speaking of then, getting your graduate job,
0: I mean I think more than anything, I think we could have done with
1: guidance from that person over that time of our lives. One hundred percent. One the first when I think back to it though, the first memory I do have is when I got that graduate job.
0: Mm. Yes, I remember that.
1: Do you remember? Yeah. Because, again, this is the thing about being the DPC. It makes everything more emotional. Yeah. Like, you haven't just gone and got a graduate job, which is amazing. Like, your dad's died and you've gone and got a graduate job. Like, it just adds a, an extra accomplishment to everything. And I remember I got the phone call and I messaged you all. Mm. I messaged a group saying, like, I got it. And, like, from, like, four, they were, like, everyone was, like, where are you? Yeah. And I said, where I <laughs> the specific spot in the library and yeah. literally literally from like all four corners of the library just this rampage of <laughs> you guys like running towards oh me and I'm like I just burst out crying oh it was amazing and I can remember ringing my mum actually and um I literally can remember the conversation I was like Mom, I've I've got the job, and literally she just started crying, and Aww. that was the first, that was the first time. It literally makes me want to cry now. Yeah, that was like the first time that she'd that we'd had some kind of like like a significant bit of good news. Yes, and yeah, like you just I just knew that she was so proud, and she was like, she must have been relieved as well, like thankful. Yeah, but she was like. I, that was also a pivotal moment in like mine and my mum's relationships so I was like shit she she must care a bit yeah um, and she started crying and then I started crying um, I, I do
0: think it's those times that um your other parent can sometimes really surprise you and step up when you didn't realize like we we can you know we can complain about our a live parent as much as <laughs> as yeah. much as any other. Yeah, exactly. But, um, there are times like that when you think, "Oh my god!" Like they're really proud and they're really relieved really for me, and they're just as happy as I am. Yeah, which is amazing. It
1: was amazing because I and then I was like, I remember that night. I, that whole that whole day was an emotional one because then I started thinking like, the first person that I would have called was your dad would have been my dad he would have been the first person that i called so it was it i can remember it feeling really weird going to my phone and typing trace versus dad like yeah that was a weird one but then you guys that tracy pulled it out the bag she got emotional i got emotional you guys came running up to me Got a cracking Facebook status out of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like, there are, you know, on those milestones when you're celebrating something huge, like getting your first job and stuff, there are other people that can celebrate with you rather than just the person that's not here anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And again, it's worth remembering. Yeah. Can you remember when you. Got your
0: job? Mum was a bit topsy turvy, really, wasn't it? <laughs> Originally got like what was meant to be my job when I graduated, but didn't work out. But I remember, yeah. I, got, I remember when I got that and I rung dad, and dad got really emotional about it, and so did I. And that was like a big thing, but that's obviously all been like quite t- tainted now because I was unemployed for ages, wasn't I? So if anything, really, I could have bloody done with my mum being around and being <laughs> like kind of yeah. ha- having somebody at home helping me with my applications and stuff, really. But But then obviously I got the job that I've got now. And yeah, like I I was actually on a walk yesterday with Sam and I was saying to him, like, I think my mum would be really happy with who I am now and what I'm doing and how I'm kind of living my life. And she'd be proud of the job that I've got as well. And I'm proud of what I do um, and how far I've come. So yeah, kind of like those pivotal kind of
1: thoughts that you have about where you're at in your life
0: makes me think about
1: her a lot but doesn't it do you know what i side note what i would love to have mm. is um both a tally and one english pound for every time someone said your dad would be so proud. Yeah, literally <laughs> like during, during each milestone and i actually wonder if i wonder what the correlation is between like years of life versus like years after death versus number of times someone says your dad would be so proud
0: yes uh, whether it actually goes down a bit or goes up
1: yeah <laughs> yeah exactly.
0: there'll be like spikes yeah. spikes in your, in your um in your lifespan they'll be like graduation getting your first job getting married mm. having a baby <laughs> like huge spikes and messages your mom would be so proud you know so
1: <laughs> gosh i can remember as well like because I know like, both of our first graduate jobs didn't work out. Which I think is hashtag inspo for people. Like 100% it was
0: completely for the best.
1: Yeah, like my grad job, I literally look back at the status and the status is like, just got my dream job. And I think as Kat has found out, and Toby said to me earlier, every single job I've ever had has been my dream job. Yeah, <laughs> um, Yeah. And... I was like, yeah, this is the dream. This is the dream. And two months in, I wanted to quit. And I did quit two months in. And I really could have done with my dad at that time. Like, I can remember ringing my mom in tears so many times, being like, Mm. I don't know what to do. And my mom was like, I don't know how to help you. And I was like, but dad would know how to help me. And I, that was just
2: so tough. And I was lucky that
1: I had my godfather, mm. was uh, is a very is a very sensible um, businessman, and was able to kind of like literally as soon as I rang him, I rang him crying one Saturday, and because I kind of didn't know, like he was kind of like the last resort to turn to, um, and he straight away was like right. I'm speaking to Karen, who's his wife. I'm canceling plans for tonight. You're coming, coming to stay, and we're gonna figure this out. Ah, yeah. So that I was so so grateful to that. Yeah, those people stepping up, man. What would you do without them? I think um, the theme that we are coming back to is what one that we always come back to, which is uh, often easier said than done, but gratitude yeah milestones like you're gonna be sad like it's gonna be so sad especially the closer you are to the death so like you know in the few years after literally everything feels like a huge milestone Mm, it does like everything it could be god i don't even know like playing winning a netball match or something could feel like a huge milestone it's those moments you... when the first person you want to call is the person mm-hmm. that's dead exactly yes and that's all you can think God, the amount of times especially in that first year that i was like oh, just well i would i would literally be walking out of a lecture room and go to ring my dad and be like shit can't do that anymore can yeah. i yeah yeah um and yeah but so just taking taking the time to check in with yourself and being like yeah it's it is really shit and really sad that that person's not here but look at who is here and Mm -hmm. what you are achieving at the time and and even if you and if you don't have any other family members like whether you've got friends around or even supportive lecturers or anything like Anyone that's stepping up, be grateful for those little You know uh, one of
0: the things that I really try and think of whenever, you know, something big's happening in my life or like kind of day to day life really in general, I suppose, is I'm trying to live my life through my mum as well. So do the and like do the things that she would have wanted me to do. Obviously, if I don't want to do them, <laughs> they're not. But saying yes to more things and appreciating things more whilst I'm doing them and remembering that, like, the life that we're living now, we're, we're living it because of them. Like, yeah. like, they were our parent, and we have to kind of make the most of what we've been left as well. So, yeah. That's one thing,
1: that's one thing that I actually don't do well. I never never sit there and think what advice would my dad give me or what would my dad want me to do whereas I know that like when we spoke to like Beth Rendell for example she said that really helps her mm. and I, I always I always forget that I that I could do that
0: yeah. I just think
1: well dad's not here so therefore I don't have that advice whereas I could I could probably hazard a guess at what he would say
0: See, I I don't do that because me and my mum are such different people, so I think what she would say to me would be different to what I would think anyway, but I do take parts of her with me in situations like that, like like her bravery to say yes to things and, you know, situations like that, but yeah, I think it is a nice thing to think of whenever you're going through one of these huge milestones think about what they would say to you. Yeah. At
1: time. I can remember another milestone actually, um, that's just come to mind. Um, and I think I've obviously very, and this is one that I'm, I am, I don't talk about often because I know how, I always say how lucky I am. Um, And I've had very awkward conversations with people around this. Um, But when I bought my house. Mm, Yeah. So I was very fortunate enough that my dad had incredible life insurance and a teacher's pension. And he left money for me and my sisters. Um, Not a huge amount, but pretty much exactly just enough money to put down a deposit on a house. Um and I can remember the first night that I spent in that house. Um I sat and started so I used that was at the time when I was writing like blogging a lot and writing a lot of stuff. And I started writing a note in my phone. I wonder if I still have it actually. Um I started writing like a letter to my dad because it felt like really significant that's one of the that's probably like the only probably one of the only times I've done that but I can just remember I think I probably only got to one line but it literally said I bought a house well actually no you bought me a house but I can like remember that being such a significant thing Um, Especially because it was like the only reason I had it was because he was dead.
0: Yeah, it's such like a bittersweet thing that, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, I found it. Okay, I didn't write. Oh, Okay, so this was on the 4th of February 2017. And it just says, so I bought a house. Okay, I'm lying. You bought me a house. I've just finished dry January. I know, (laughs) I don't believe it either. (laughs) I started. I, I've started my, my. I've started my dream job. Quit my dream job. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so lucky that you had such a wonderful friend in Mark, who is my godfather. Side note, um, and we'll be forever grateful for you making him my godfather.
2: Uh, ironically,
1: full stop. And that's all I got to. I can like. That's one of the first times that I've ever sat and felt like I needed to like
0: say something
1: yeah like to my dad which I've not done I don't think I've really done since except when I'm feeling really shit and I'm like for god's sake why yeah me?
0: such a weird moment that I can only you know I can't can't imagine it's like the only reason you could buy that house was because your dad was dead
1: they're literally like Mental. the amount of times that people have everyone like it's so funny because everyone is like how the fuck are you able to buy a house at the age of 22? I, I can't remember how old I was, which means 23. How the fuck do you buy a house at that age? And, I, and I'd literally be like, Be kind, my dad said. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to say to people all the time, like, um, everyone was like, Yeah, how'd you buy a house at that age? And I used to say, like, dead pan, dead seriously, and say, Right, so you just got to decide which parent you like the least. And then. <laughs> <laughs> or make sure it's a parent that actually had a job, unlike mine. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'd be yeah. Yeah. Or I'd say, Well, you've got you've gotta just find either a parent or some kind of family member that has got some good life insurance going on. Make sure they I don't know, dose them with cancer or something, and then and then you're away with the fairies. <laughs> and um yeah, like I so many people I've, that's has been always been a very awkward conversation for people 100 um, yeah because then people are like oh well I oh, well i'm look, i'm i'm sure you'd you'd much rather have your dad here but it's good that you've got a house out of it instead and I'm like, yeah no <laughs> yeah, know. at times i am like would i rather have <laughs> would i rather have my dad or a house
0: quite quite likely it's brick and mortar to be honest yeah, it's really get really good attention and affection <laughs> from it. Never feel it's... alone inside it whatsoever.
1: <laughs> these brick walls give really warm hugs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> really good advice in these four brick walls.
1: <laughs> Honestly, yeah. But well, that that's that's been a a very significant one.
0: So I thought we could maybe just quickly go through these points from this article that I found when I actually googled ways to cope with grief at milestones. Yes, please. Yeah, go through them. Give our due on them, maybe. Um. So number one is don't hide your grief, which I think everybody can agree with is definitely legit. And even at times when you feel like you should, because everybody else is happy, like at Christmas and birthdays, yeah, like stuff like that. You know, um you're allowed to say, you're allowed to say, you know what, I'm, fi- I'm finding it difficult, I'm finding it hard, I know, like, yeah, everybody else around you is happy, and it sucks you to also feel the same, but you're allowed to be like, not really, I'm feeling a bit crap, like, don't hide the fact that you're feeling crap, because pretending to feel happy, I think, is a really difficult thing to do, and it never works, everybody always knows when you're not being yourself. Um, number two is celebrate your progress, which we've spoken about on this as well. Is like, yeah, like you've yeah, every milestone that you take and that you make is another step in your life towards you know being great. <laughs> so yeah,
1: it's like beautiful. you've made
0: it. Yeah. So like acknowledge, your, acknowledge your accomplishments. Just because they're not here anymore doesn't mean that what you've done isn't worth celebrating.
1: Mhm. It's probably worth, as we found, celebrating even more.
0: Yeah, yeah. And do like, embrace that. Like when I said, sometimes I'm in my car and I'm like, oh my god, I got a degree after my mom died. Like that's mega. Like allow, give yourself praise. Like pump yourself up and be like, that's sick. Like, I managed to do that because it is pretty sick. Um, number three on here said, give yourself permission not to observe a milestone. Mm-hmm. So. Which I think, yeah, it's quite kind of like I don't really know how to describe so think, this one.
1: I think there could be a lot of pressure mm. to celebrate or to acknowledge like milestones. Like so say if it is a, a death anniversary or the first Christmas without them, I mean, I do think they are kind of the do I I think they should be acknowledged, but if for you because that's the thing, right? There is no, there is no rule book, and yeah. if for you it is just another day, and that's how you're gonna be able to best cope and get through the day, and it's just another day.
0: <laughs> One thing maybe could be, um, quite, like relevant to, is things like your first Mother's Day or Father's Day. Like, mm. if you don't want to acknowledge that day, like you know how we do social media posts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you want to pretend that that day doesn't exist and just carry on trying to live a normal day, then that's fine. You do you.
1: Yeah.
0: 100%. Ask people to kind of just be wary of you, perhaps, maybe, and just be like, I just don't want to acknowledge it.
1: Yeah. God, yeah, because there'd be nothing worse than you trying to ignore it or just, well, not ignore it, but trying to um, not acknowledge that and then, Ten of your friends think they're really helping you by sending you lots of lovely messages yeah I've them before like, I'm just I'm not gonna
0: yeah I think communication is key 100p um this one is number four is consider the healing power of serving others so this is kind of taken into account the fact that there are other people as well who are going through grief which we're obviously very aware of on the numerous grief platforms that there are on Instagram so I think I'm going to take a bit of a I'm going to work with that one a little bit and use something more like make use of the platforms that are online that have got these huge grief communities on them and engage in conversation with people on them and ask them for advice on what what you think you should do when you're feeling a certain way Or when a certain milestone is approaching, I think that's probably the best way to do it is to get advice from other people that are, you know, feeling how you have.
1: Is that also saying, like, you can make yourself feel better by helping other people that are in the same situation as you?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like giving your own advice to people.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Kind of like what we do. (laughs) Yeah, just do what we do, guys. so like yeah so like on a mother's day if for example it's your second mother's day and you know there's someone who's it's their first mother's day um you can give advice or kind words or a love heart emoji yeah well
0: it says on here like your own experiences with grief may help them feel heard and understood which we found a lot Mm -hmm. that. so love that very very relevant um Remember your loved one through a ritual. So I think ritual is quite a spiritual word, but any kind of habit, like for me on birthdays, I listen to the voicemails from my mum. And you, Sam, you watch those videos that your dad's on quite a lot, don't you?
1: Yeah, and I'm really sad because I don't have them in Australia. Oh, no, rubbish. Yeah. I do what I do do on his birthday is mm. scroll through his Facebook page.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> there's there's like loads of things you can do. I've like I've still got mum mom, my mum's texts on my phone, and you know, we have like printed photos as well in photo albums and stuff, or it can be something like calling a family member who also knew them and just having a conversation about them.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, awesome. any
0: way to remember
1: sharing a memory online yeah it was um interesting actually because i was speaking to a friend on sunday so um hopefully we're gonna get hopefully she'll probably on the podcast next week even but it's her um her dad's birthday on what would have been her dad's birthday on sunday um and he died six years ago and she was like sam what she was like, I don't know what to do on that day I've never really I've never really thought about it like what do you do on that day and I went back through the past four years and was like I've literally done something completely different every single year
0: yeah but
1: one theme throughout is like I was like I just want to I just want to like make sure that I um looking after myself, feeling good and remembering my dad. So it doesn't matter what I'm doing, but I am remembering him in in some way.
0: Yeah, I think it's just being more co- conscious of your actions that day and being where like making sure that you plan something that's going to kind of make you feel good rather than make you feel bad. Mm. Um, The next one is reach out for support, which is obviously something that we really encourage people to do. You know, if you're, if you're feeling like you need help, definitely reach out for it. Yep. Obviously always very important. Um, and staying connected to people that make you feel good as well, like family and friends, but make sure you surround yourself with the people that make you feel good and not the people that sometimes suck the life out of you. We've all got them in our lives. They do it.
2: <laughs> so <true>. avoid them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Number seven, I really, really like, which is search for the sweetness in your grief which, yeah, I think it's so important and we've had so many people on the podcast who have found positives within their grief. You know, it's the the people that say that it's changed their life for the better and they're more motivated now and they're more grateful now and they feel like they're just living a, a better life and a more, like, aware them are aware of their actions and stuff as well, and I think that's so true and one of the things on here says, "Um, remember on your milestone that your grief is a sign that you loved somebody deeply, so tell yourself that you're a lucky person and you got to love that person who died, and mm-hmm. now the loss of it is showing me how much I love them and how much room there is in your heart for love, which I think is so nice.
1: That is. Um I'm finding it interesting the use of the word sweetness.
0: Yeah. The sweetness in your grief.
1: I've never heard I never heard of it being spoke like that. Like find the sweetness in your grief. And I think to me, oh. I I when I first heard that before the explanation, I was like, oh. Like, oh, <laughs> like, what do you mean sweetness in my grief? Um but yeah just looking looking for the positives yeah it starts
0: try to reframe your grief from something that feels like it's going to kill you to something that can feed you and motivate you
1: which yeah can be can be easier said than done but definitely doable um,
0: yeah it's something that i think we really encourage and victoria spoke a lot about that didn't she on her podcast yeah I think, yeah um and the final one is let go of regrets and forgive we all have them like I have them on my actual birthday I always think why didn't I spend my previous birthdays with my mum like I think the birthday before she died I'd spent it with my ex-boyfriend who's obviously just like it's not even an important person in my life anymore and I'm always like why didn't I spend it with my mum and it's so easy to get wrapped up in those situations when you think I wish I'd you know Spent like i acknowledge these milestones that I went through before more with them, but you can't unfortunately you can't take things back and you can only feel grateful for the, the you're going through
1: them now, yeah, true that's one thing that i have that I even had a conversation about the other day like constantly preaching like you never know what's gonna happen like we're all gonna have we're all gonna have regrets but and I'm going it's very easy for me to say like don't like don't 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 feel bad for it or don't regret don't regret it like everyone always regrets not spending the time with them but you never know what's going to happen like you've also you've got you have your life to live at the same time like I remember my dad saying that to me when he was dying I was like, oh, I, I need to drop out of uni so I can, like, come and spend all the rest of your time with you. And he was like, mm. you cannot put your life on hold for this. Like, you still have a life to live. We never know what's going to happen. I could die tomorrow. I could die in three years. Like... So true. Just, just live your life. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> live your life. I think the best, yeah,
0: the most important tip, I think, here is definitely on those milestones try and practice gratitude mm-hmm. be grateful that you're celebrating something so huge
1: yeah. and I do also really like the acknowledgement of grief on yeah. that because it it's okay to be sad on those days but when it came to my birthday one thing that I was really shocked at was still the amount of people that so I put a post on Facebook purposely because I was feeling sad. And, you know, one of my things is, you know, I, I'm very open about, and I, I'm i aiming to be very, very open about how I am feeling and when I'm feeling shit.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I'd said that I'd felt really sad because I was turned 25 and look at all these things that I wish I could tell my dad about. And the amount of people no one our age, all older people saying, oh, don't, don't be sad. Your dad wouldn't want you to be upset. Don't be sad. And literally my, I just wanted my reply to be, it's okay to be sad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm sad because my dad's died. Like I'm not going to be happy about it, but I'm, I was sad yesterday and you know, I'm fine now.
0: Is yeah, true. it's a it is it the sadness? I think is a temporary state yeah. that happens every now and again. If like at the beginning, I think it feels like it's going to last forever, but you soon realise that it it does. It like they say all the time, it comes in waves, and it does, and that's okay. I think <laughs> I think on those on those milestone days, I think it comes in waves even more so throughout the day. You can have an hour of feeling crap, an hour of enjoying yourself, an hour of acknowledging how far you've come. And it'll just be, like they say, we've heard it a lot now, you can lean into your grief on those days, but also kind of chase the happiness as well.
1: Oh, you are so (laughs) poetic. Thanks, then. Side note before we sign off. um, Just because you mentioned it, and I know we didn't speak about it, but um, I think it's quite a good one to speak about is the first Christmas.
0: Yeah. First Christmas, we spent it with... Well, so every single Christmas, we basically always had it at home. There was the odd occasion where we didn't because grandparents were ill, so we saw them. But yeah, Christmas was always at home with our whole family and... Yeah, this Christmas we actually spent it at my brother's house, Martin, in Wales, and it was just me, Martin, Peter, Dad, and Lauren, and his wife, and it was just really weird, and I definitely cried a lot that day, and the whole vibe was just strange, and so now you're looking at four years in November since my mum died, and we still haven't spent a Christmas back at home, so yeah which sucks actually and I, I keep I keep thinking I really want to spend Christmas at home but then I have to remember that it's not the same as it used to be before she died mm-hmm. but I feel like that's something that we're avoiding as a family is yeah. spending that time at home again because we've got such strong memories of it as a fam- as a family with my mum so yeah Christmas is a difficult one but I do try and kind of embrace that time because I love my family so much Trying to acknowledge how lucky I am to be around them, but yeah, I definitely allow myself time to cry as well on that day because yeah, we miss her a lot at that time. Like,
1: yeah. I remember for us, I can re- I can remember two Christmases since Dad died. I'm struggling to remember the other t- oh, the one just gone. I was obviously in Byron Bay. I'm struggling to remember the other one, but the first one, so Dad had died five days before, so that was weird.
2: Mm.
1: we I'm very lucky that my mum's side of the family um is quite a large side of the family and um my auntie Vicky usually hosts all the parties and stuff so our like Christmas tradition would tend to be different each year um but we'd often spend it like we'd do food at home and then go over to our aunties or we would have um my mum and dad's best friends over most years. Um, but then my... It was weird because the Christ, the first, the Christmas before dad died, we had... um, Like, it was us five in the family and then my mum's best friend... Mum and dad's best friends, Adam and Jane. Yeah. And literally the next Christmas, both dad and Jane had died in that year. So... <sighs> Our Christmas was like so weird. Like weird, weird is yeah. the best way to describe it. I think. Yeah. Luckily, we were at my auntie's house, and they always light. Uh, they're so cute. Like my mom would be like, "For God's sake!" But they have a candle that they call Ben's candle, and now every uh... single or whatever they light the candle, so they feel like my dad's there um but it was it was almost like an elephant in the room like because he'd only died five days prior like honestly no one really knew what to do no one spoke about him really um it wasn't until you know it was kind of just something that we all knew in the back of our heads but had ignored and it wasn't until we sat down and ate dinner we had to do two shifts at dinner because there were so many of us but the first dinner shift my uncle kind of like did a did a toast and but that was really the only time we'd spoken about it yeah um and then the second Chris that was amazing we had the whole family and blah blah and I love big family Christmases the second year it was just me my mum and my sisters and we didn't do any Christmassy things um except for eat Christmas dinner like we haven't even had the Christmas tree up since Dad died, and but the funny theory, funny thing that I can remember is the fact that me, my sisters, and my mum were all sat there eating Christmas dinner in our bras because we got so sweaty eating so quickly. <laughs> and so we literally said we were like, all "Right, I'm sorry, but I've going to, just have to take my top off," and we all just sat there eating topless because we were like. Like, just eating so quick, hello.
0: <laughs> Typical Vidler family dinner eating is too much, eyes bigger than your belly.
1: Yeah, so that was that was funny because we probably well, we definitely wouldn't have done that if dad was there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so true, yeah. Well, it's, it's like they say, it's finding your new normal for those events, isn't it? For stuff true, like that, true. true christmas and birthdays and stuff it's just i think it takes quite a long time to settle into a pattern again and to you know i think you have to give yourself time birthdays and christmases especially you know it's gonna take quite a few years i think it'll change again when you have your own families and stuff so
1: god the next milestones catherine oh
0: the idea of getting married and having babies without my mum gives me genuine anxiety, especially with children. I'm terrified of having a baby, and not ever, like, you see it all the time, like, a woman has a child, and their mum basically moves in with them, and just, like, lives with them, for, for, like, the first couple of months, and I'm like, what the
1: fuck am I going to do? Shit, me, yeah. Oh, grim. Honestly, I, I actually don't want to get married, purely because I'm like, who the f- like? I don't want to get married because I haven't got anyone to walk me down the aisle
0: there's such a massive focus on your dad being the person that walks you down the aisle
1: and like, like father daughter dance
0: yeah Ugh. oh it's infuriating
1: and do you know what as well I think people would be I almost think there's this expectation that it's going to be like a film that like some, somewhere out of nowhere someone's going to pluck up this secret videotape that my dad recorded oh yeah to Sam on your wedding day, literally, my dad, said, gonna happen. my dad said to me before he died, do not expect any secret videos on your wedding day. That was one thing <laughs> that he said to me.
0: Yeah, my mum didn't even acknowledge her death, so I'm definitely not going to get anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's so shit, I, w- I would quite like that, to be fair. It's a bit rubbish, really. Mm.
1: I know, I actually probably would as well. But the fact that my mm. dad said, that's why I'm like, for fuck's sake, I wish he would have done it. Because I know someone that did that happened. Someone had had a secret video, but then they said that was it. They had a they had a meltdown and couldn't enjoy the rest of the day because they were.
0: Yeah, sick. to be fair, it probably would actually really like on on a film. You know, you show the video and everyone has like a little bit of a tear, and then it's like let's celebrate. But in reality, if that happened, would be like an absolute bubbling mess for the rest of the yeah,
1: day. Absolute state. The- yeah. I'd have to send the photographer home. No more pictures, please.
0: Yeah, no more pictures, please. <laughs> Could we do the wedding tomorrow? <laughs> we do it.
1: Yeah. I'll come someone who's come do makeup again tomorrow and I'll get pictures there.
0: Genuinely, it would yeah, it would be grim. But I think those are gonna have to be
1: steps that we take further on. Gosh. I mean, the funny thing is that we haven't got anyone to
0: I've not even got a boyfriend never mind a (laughs) husband and (laughs) a children not a chance
1: meanwhile Catherine won't reply to it all on Tinder so (laughs) so true Uh,
0: maybe maybe I'm single because because my mum's dead I can't cope because my mum's dead (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to blame it on that actually
1: I might start saying that because everyone's always like, oh, why? You know, when everyone's like, how are you single? Why Why are you single?
0: Because my dad's dead. My dad's dead. <laughs> okay. And then at that point, everyone just feels so awkward that they won't pursue yeah. it further. like, why? That'd just be the end of the conversation and it'll be sorted.
1: <laughs> yeah, then that'll teach people to ask me.
0: Perfect.
1: Too good.
0: Yeah, I hope that these uh, stories have given you some inspo for your future milestones
1: yeah and if not inspo just comfort in the fact that we act like spoiled brats too but we also can have days where we feel super grateful and some days where we feel like the world is
0: against down.
1: us. yeah mm-hmm.
0: Yep, We're all in this together Once you know yeah, that we we're are We're all stars
1: Can yeah.
0: you see that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really going to regret doing that so much
1: We should create a DPC version of that song babe.
0: Oh my god, yes <laughs> yeah.
1: For charity, the DPC charity single
0: That sounds like a brilliant idea
1: Okay, I'm going to write the I'm going to write the lyrics right now.
0: Write the lyrics before you to bed and we'll really sit in the morning. Perfect.
1: <laughs> All right, then. Right. Thank you so
0: much. Bye. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you so much for listening to this week's DPC podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have
1: and have found some comfort in the stories that you've heard today. If you've resonated with anything we've said, have any questions or want to get involved, please do contact us. We're on Instagram. It's at DPC Podcast. You can email us on dpcpodcast at hotmail.com or we have a contact form on our website, www.dpcpodcast.co.uk. We have a whole bunch of resources over on our website. More information about dealing with grief, losing a parent and professionals to contact if you should need it because as Kat so eloquently said in our first podcast we're not providing healthcare we're just chatting (laughs) if you think this podcast could help someone then we would love for you to share it we upload new podcasts every week so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out loads of love from Sam and Kat see See you next next Tuesday Tuesday. Know it know
0: it